Welcome back, everyone, to After the Checkers. I am Kyle Hall. I am here with the, I would say the track photographer, but you're not the only track photographer at Granite City Motor Park. You're one of the track photographers at Granite City Motor Park, Jordan Selner. How the heck are you, Jordan? Good. Awesome. Good, good. How are you, awesome. how are you doing? I am well. I am well. You have We have a, a little bit of an assistant with us tonight. Yeah, we have a special guest. Sunny in the back. Yeah, sun, sunny on the back of the chair there. Jordan Jordan warned us that the cat might jump in from time to time, but that's okay. Yes. Uh, They'll be the only one. The other two are fine. They'll stay away. Perfect. That's okay. That's okay. So um, before we get going, huge thanks to Minnesota Truck Headquarters and to East Central Sports. Thank you both for being on the show and continuing your support for as long as you have. I appreciate it a ton. And so... Um, the get to know Jordan section of the, of the show here is your track photographer. Is that, are, yep. is photography what you do? Is that how you pay the mortgage and buy groceries or do you have a regular job and, and photography is a side hustle? So the photography part of it would be the ultimate dream. Okay. Which is not the part that pays the mortgage. I actually exactly. work for CNL distributing in town here, which is Budweiser. Sure. So I've been there for 15 years now, and I've been a route driver for the last nine years. So I drive okay. truck and deliver beer. Perfect. Yeah, That's, perfect. And yeah. get to see, like, like, how big of an area do you do then? So we're based out of Sock Rapids, but we also have a hub in Brainerd. Yep. And then we have a hub down in Hutchinson. We have one in Alexandria, one in Hibbing, one in Grand Rapids, and we just bought one up in Superior. Wow. So, so yeah, you're kinda... not in all of those places though, right? Nope. I'm just still yeah. based out of Sock Rapids. Okay. So you're doing basically the St. Cloud bars and liquor stores and that sort of stuff? So we kind of have a radius about an hour. Like I said, we're all the way up to um, the golf course right there on 371, right before Brainerd. Eagle uh, Trace? Eagle, Eagles Landing. Yep. Or yeah, Eagles Landing. So yeah. we're at Eagles Landing. That's the farthest we go north and Brainerd does south from that. Okay. And then south for us would probably be Monticello. Probably Litchfield. Oh, wow. Okay. For, yeah, just for yeah. Sock Rapids. But like I said, okay. the Hutchinson area does like Glencoe and all that stuff all sure. down that way. Nice. So you got, that's a big area you're you're traveling every every week. I would imagine you got a route. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Perfect. so I had a route three years ago. Now I'm more or less an assistant driver because there's been a lot more other kids that wanted routes. And I've been there for so long that they're like, well, you're the only one that knows everything. So we want another person that like if someone calls in sick, then you can take uh, their out. Kind of one of those deals. You can be, you're the floater. Yep. I've been yeah. the floater for the last probably five years now. Perfect. So it's always yeah. different then. Like you're, yeah. you're somewhere different. That's even better then. Right. So like I said, it's, it's nice to see that different scenery and everything, but I mean, it was nice when I had my own route getting like the good relationship with all the people yeah. and the owners and everything. But I like to hop around. I like different things every day. For sure. For sure. So Yep. So where, where did photography, like being a beer and a beer route guy, I, I don't, there, there isn't a connection there that I know of. Right. So where, where did photography come from? Where, where did that passion come from for that? So probably it would have been seven to eight years ago. It's, it started, it started as proving grounds up in Brainerd, up at BIR. I've got a buddy that did videos and I kind of talked to him a little bit like, Hey, I want to get in photography. What's a good thing to like start out as like, I don't want to go straight video, which I'd love to do at some point, but he's like, buy a Canon T rebel and start out with that shoot in sport mode. 
until you get comfortable with it and then proceed from there. So drifting up in Brainerd is what got me started in photography. Nice. And it's like I said, it's kind of progressed from there. Like I said, I mean, my main thing that I love to do is drifting. But I mean, recently is a lot of more dirt track just because Granite City is so close. Right. Yeah. But like I said, I mean, in the like I said, my main thing would always be drifting. That's and it's um, it's funny because as I sit here, we're recording this where the drift pad at BIR is, is uh, yep. is a third of a mile from me less less than a third of a mile like that direction right now so oh that's um, that's funny yeah for sure it is the the um so are you self-taught then like all of that is self-taught like or did you was there photography background or is it just something like man i would like to do that so with, with him doing the whole video thing he taught me like the kind of basics on like shooting photography so most of it's kind of been self-taught, like I said, watching YouTube videos. And then I had another buddy that went to school for it and he was up there. So he kind of taught me, like taught me more or less how to shoot in manual. And that's when I shoot in manual. Like I said, I've ever, I've done that since probably six years now and I'll never go back to sport or any of that. I just so love shooting manual. What is, for, for a, a moron, what does that mean? So, well, here, I actually have a camera next to me. So I'll, doing it this way the dial here yep the m is for manual and there's all the other settings sure where so manual more or less when you are shooting in manual you get to pick your settings ah so okay. your f-stops your like you said you can brighten it darken it do all that stuff right off of that so like you said shooting when it's cloudy out gets kind of tricky because it's like shade when Natural the sun back filters, when the sun comes yeah, yeah. So the sun comes back out, then you got to change it to different settings right away, which it's nice to do, like I said, right on the spot. For sure. And so is there, I've wondered this about photographers for a while, is whether it's drifting or or any kind of sport stuff, are you, do you do anything other than, than motorsports? I mean, do you do like high school, college football or sports, any of that kind of stuff, or are you just racing at this point? So one of the guys that is local here, he shoots Granite City Lumberjacks okay. at the East Arena. I've done a couple hockey games. I've done a fair amount of like senior pictures, and then I've shot two smaller weddings. But as bad as it sounds, I'm not much of a people person. I like action sports sure, because I'm afraid, like especially weddings and stuff like that, I don't want to miss the like the kiss and stuff like that. Like I'm always afraid that it's going to be blurry and stuff. So. I've got plenty of buddies that I send people to that yeah. message me directly, but I'm like, I no, I'm good. I'm good on that for now. No, I, I would feel the same exact way. Like that's, it's the picture for all of eternity. And if, yep. if, if you screw it up, like you can't do that. You can't do the once in a lifetime moment twice. You know what I mean? Exactly. And so, yep. yeah, that is, uh, that's, there's some pressure there for the photographer. And so that right. I see your point, but. Is there, so I guess the question that I was going to ask is when you're, we're going to use Granite City because that's, or even you're drifting when you, yep. you get there, obviously at, at a circle track, it's, it's the same lap, every lap, right? Yep. Um, or pretty darn close in drifting. It's pretty close to the same course that they're running. Um, you, you can tell 
you know, where a car is going to be on the course and what they're going to, you know, what the attitude of the car is going to be or whatever. Are, do you, I guess my question is, is how do you set up a shot? Like, how do you, how do you know where to stand? How do you know where to go? All of that kind of stuff. So well, I'll start with drifting. Drifting, it's kind of most of the time, like, especially like competition drifting, it's usually just two cars. One will be a lead, one will be a chase. So you more or less find the, depending on what the track layout is, where they're going to be the closest to in proximity. Because like I said, the, it's kind of like dirt track. When you're, when they're three, three wide, you want that picture. So the closest right. they are to each other, you want, and it's kind of the same thing with drifting. You just, the grouping pictures make them look better where single pictures. Yeah, they're good, but it's the grouping pictures that do the best. Yeah. That add, that show the action. Yep. Yeah, in a single picture, you can see the action. Yep, and see, like, even at Granite or whatever, I mean, there's times where I'll be sitting there and I won't shoot, like, a lap when they're coming around, just trying to see who's going to be in the group at what corner when I get when they get to me. And that's kind of the same thing with drifting. Like I said, competition drifting is different, but, like, Sunday Funday, when they do that, there's close to seven, eight cars that are in a line together where you can stand at that certain point. Yeah. And you're just trying to get them all in train where they're all aligned together, which is, like I said, that that makes the best shot anyways. Yeah, for sure. And so is there, like, what do you look for, though? Is there, like, I'm thinking at the dirt track, like, because yep. sometimes I see you, like, right in front of me, like, down by the flag stand, kind of, in yep. general things. Sometimes you're on the outside of the track, kind of, well, you, you used to stand on on the wrong side of the fence and now you can't right. do that anymore yep. which I'm we're going to talk about that in a little bit um but you'll you'll stand over in turn 4 or I I guess I never see you really on the back side of the track because there's not really a spot there but sometimes you're down in turn 1 and 2 is there like what do you like I it just I'm baffled by the composition of dirt track pictures because there's yep you it's a challenge obviously in a still picture to show action or to show the ones I really really love is is what I call lifestyle shots where it's you know the the driver has no idea that you're that you're taking a picture of them and they're like I shut you know visor down I shut in staging or and it's like a tight close-up or there was a picture the other day of Jonathan Davenport in a in a late model uh, you know, completely sideways on the track and the tire is like flexing. Like it, yeah. you see the flex in the tire and like those kinds of things. Like, do you anticipate those kinds of things or is it a see it, shoot it, see it, shoot it kind of thing? No. So like, so the reason is why I kind of stick to like, like towards you by the flag stand and stuff is more or less the lighting. The far side of the track, the sun's like right on the sides uh, over there. Sure. So it blows out the tin. So there's a lot of reflection on the tin. And it sucks for a photographer trying to get pictures that don't have that reflection off the Clean sun. Shot. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, especially like the heat races, which is nice to kind of watch. You kind of find that area where you get the best lighting. But I've always found out, like I said, that front stretch right in front of the flag stand there is going to be the best lighting, especially when the features hit, because the sun's going down, there's no sun there. And when you're getting into, 
between where the flag stand is that whole straightaway, you can get the good motion blur pictures. Right. Yeah. Where you're following along. Yep. Yep. So that's interesting. So you're not, see, this is educational for me because you're not, yep. you're not out there looking for like, okay, this is where they're going to be sideways and the tires are completely turned. And like that, I want to, I want to stand right here. Cause that's going to be the angle you're, yeah. you're looking at it with a photographer's eye. Like I can take that picture, but it isn't going to turn out because there's going to be a massive glare off the tin or it's going to be shining wrong or whatever kind of yep. thing. See, that's the, that's why you're on the show right now, Jordan, because right. that's, that's the kind of, like, I would never think that I would be looking for angles and like, weird angles at that like yep. i would kind of go like climb the damn light pole and look down at the track or something along those lines and yeah and it wouldn't work that makes sense so and, and i shouldn't say that too so if you do get a good overcast day then you can shoot that back straight but like i say it's it, it's all depending on lighting lighting is a big big portion of yeah how your pictures turn out that it, and that makes perfect sense. And that's my point is you're, you're looking at it. Like you, you pull up the weather and go, Oh, bright and sunny. Damn. And, yep. and, and, and a cloudy overcast sort of darkish day. You're all excited about that. I would imagine. Oh, yeah. because overcast you, is your best friend. You finally get to go to a place on the track where you can't shoot and you get a whole new look to the pictures. I would imagine. Yep. Yeah. That's, it's pretty fun to think about that kind of stuff because I would right. never, I, and I would think most people are the way I am versus the way like they, I would never think to, I mean, to look for lighting. And so it's interesting. I will have to watch some of your YouTube videos that you, that you say you learned off of. Like I would say, I, I can send you a bunch of them. Like I said, there's a couple that I've watched. It's his name's Casey Neistat. He's more or less of like an urban photographer kind of his stuff and that's kind of what i've like when i was younger that's kind of like what i learned at is like when you're like in like a downtown area you want to find darker areas even though you think the bright areas are going to be right. good your camera likes darker lighting because you can brighten it in your settings otherwise it's going to blow a lot of stuff out when you're right. shooting in direct sun makes sense makes sense because it'll you know there'll be some glare or like a, a super bright spot that just overpowers the yep the like i know in yeah, Vegas, I, the thing called white balance and every now and then when you're videoing it's just like whoo white and you yeah. don't see anything but white and then it comes back and it's i would imagine the same kind of thing yep, yep. and see i actually i mean on tuesday when i was at the benton county fair shooting monster trucks that was my biggest thing because where we were standing we were more or less looking directly into the sun so i was kind of trying to stay that angle where you're shooting monster truck sideways yeah because that sun was beaming right at us and it, yeah they said I, I was able to get some decent pictures out of it but it was tough it was, it was very tough it, it, it's where you hone your skills like that like the race car drivers they get on like super slick dry track and they gotta you know cowboy up and get the art get the elbows up on the steering wheel photographers have to do the same thing you got to figure it out right yeah yep. nice. so what is do you have a uh, in the in the six years or seven years that you've been taking pictures? Do you have is there a a distinct in your head that's the favorite picture that I've ever taken? Oh God, there's it's so hard because I've it, the problem is is I take that picture that I think is going to be great, 
and a couple months down the road, I have something that That's even right. steps up from that. And it, yeah. it just keeps going. Like I said, I, I always think the very first picture I had was probably one of the drifting ones up in Fargo at one of those events. Okay. Where it was 10K 2018. And it was the back of one of the car's bumpers more or less sliding against the K rail. And it's a six to seven collage shot together that I put. Okay. And it's consistent around the wall. And like I said, I, I always love, like I said, starting with drifting. I always love the wall taps that they do. Yeah. Yeah. If you can but, get just, just the kiss. Although in right. drift, they do wall taps too. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. And see, I my problem is the only time that I really, well, I shouldn't say that. And front and. When we could shoot from where the exit is now, yep, I got a lot of them right on where like the flag stand is right there. Oh, sure, but it's so dusty. You can't. Brian, see read them and don't listen to that part. <laughs> he knows. Yeah, uh, I know. I know. That's funny. That's funny. Interesting. Yeah. So it would be. Can you shoot through the fence? Probably not, right? So, so. With Ross, with my camera right now being a full frame, it's hard. If it's you can shoot through the fence if they're like on the other side of the track coming around the corner. If I'm standing on the outside, my camera can get through the fence, but when they're close, then it wants to focus on the fence because it's the, the closest fence. thing yeah. there. So, can you like can you shove the camera through the fence on the outside? So, well, so the problem is, is like especially this one that the yeah yeah it, it won't fit through the fence where brainerd up at bir where they do drifting on the road course they do a lot of stuff on the outside where at some point i mean i may have done it at one point but someone cut the links in the fence ah. to stick the lens through but i know that's probably frowned upon at granite city so probably yeah exactly um very cool so so we we, we alluded to it a couple times the all of the photographer guys used to be able to stand right where the exit is at, at uh, Granite city. You could stand, you know, you were, I guess not prevented from, you shouldn't have been there in the first place, but right. You were yeah. not prevented from standing sort of on the wall on the track side of the fence, um, yep. kind of a real stupid spot to be. And then with, with all of the bus crashes and the, the thing with Jordan over at, at Ogilvy, there's mm -hmm. just a, a renewed focus on safety. And to be honest with you, I'm, I'm for it. Like, I know it makes your right. life a little tougher, but yep. I, I would rather your job is, is 10 times harder and that you're alive and not injured than, yep. than, than have a super easy job. And so let's talk about that for a second. Is there, um, what's your take on that? So, the main reason, so like I said, I've been out of Granite City now back, well, I think this is my fifth year out there. I shot, me and Ross back as shot out there back when Denny owned the track. Yep. And we always found out that the exit right there where we stand, the only reason we stand there, we only stand there for the heat because the lighting, the lighting's yeah. at your back. That's the only reason we stand there. That's why we stand there for the heats because the lighting's in hitting that corner. Sure. And like I said, if you're down by the suites and stuff, you're facing right in the sun. And that other corner is the same thing. On the other side, it's getting blown out. So that's the only corner 
we stood on, and that's the main reason why we stood there yeah. pretty much all the time. Are you, I mean, I'm sure you're a little disappointed by it, but is there, do you think it's the right decision? No, so I I 100% believe it's the right decision because, yeah. like I said, the way I look at it, I mean, yeah, us as photographers, we like to get that shot. We right. want that shot all the time. But also, I mean, and it's sad to say it, the way I look at it is I want that shot. I want to be as close as I can to the car. But you also think in the back of your head, you're not thinking about it when you're shooting, is your safety. Yeah. That's exactly it. And like you said, that's why, I mean, I talked to Tanya about it and everything. And I'm I'm for it. Like I said, I mean, is it sucks because we can't get those photos anymore where we do have to play around in the infield, which I'm fine with. Like I said, I want to learn more about the camera, so I'll find ways to make it work. Out, but yeah, yeah, when you're standing in an open area like that, coming around that corner, like I said, you don't know what's going to happen. And it, it, it happens so fast that you can't get out of the way. It's in a blink. Yeah, you can't think about it. Yeah. But, but before you realize that's happening and you think you react, it's already over kind of a thing. So right. it's, yeah, I'm, I'm super happy that they made that change for for your guys' safety like whether yep. like you say it's not something you think about you're just like i'm here to get the shot and and i would imagine you can answer this better than i am you're not even really watching the race like you're you're no. watching the picture come at you right and so you know so that that's the other thing too a lot of people say that like how can you focus on the racing when you're looking through a camera so when i'm shooting with my right eye my left eye, like I said, when I'm shooting that picture and drop my camera, you're watching what's behind you. Okay. You're consistently watching back and forth. Like I said, you're, you're always on edge, especially when you're shooting infield. And when you get close to that, because like I said, a lot of people are like, how, how do you watch the races when you're looking through a camera? It's, it's just instinct. Like I said, and yeah. it more or less started for drifting because they get close to the wall and you have to watch yourself, especially yeah. there. So yeah, I mean, like I say, even though it doesn't look like we're watching the racing or paying attention, we are in the back of our mind. Like I said, after you're <laughs> shooting, you're, you're looking down at your camera, like kind of back and forth real quick right. just to see what's coming. But, I mean, most of the time, like if I have to change settings when they're racing, I'll wait until everyone's through to, like I said, around to the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. If, there, if there is a gap, I suppose. Right. So is there other than the lighting and stuff like that, is there challenges to being in the infield then? Well, and now that James took him out, but the bushes at victory lane, that was one big issue because yeah. it would block sponsors cars. And then the other, the other issue is the lighting at night because they're all fluorescent bulbs, which you get hot spots in your pictures. Ah, uh, sure. So you get a dark picture and then a super light one and the half of the car will be like a orangish color and the front part is like a, a brighter color. That's the other like big thing. And my, my big thing is I, I I need to do it more often. I know Nick does it. I know Ross does it. A lot of photographers. I know Crystal does it, but shooting with a flash. I hate shooting with a flash. I can't figure my flash out. So that's why... I, I need to do it at some point, but I try and shoot without it as yeah. much as possible. And and that would just be like victory lane stuff, right? No, well, no. so with the racing, like especially like by the suites on that side, there's the three hot spots through the track. I know Ogilvy, they've got theirs too, which is worse, but granite, 
I found like the spots when they're past the lighting where you can still shoot it, but victory lane's not too bad. I mean, there's sometimes you can tell, like I said, when the light, the light hits the car, that'll change color a little bit, but that's why I shoot on high continuous. So it's, when it's you're cool. like, I love how you're talking because it's, it's, um, it's so far above my head. It's like oh, yeah. Yeah. we could have someone on here and talking about suspension in the back of a modified and I would have the same look on my face, which is just a blank stare because like right. I, I I would photography, I think is one of those things where people are like, just point over there and pull the damn button. Like the, it's yep. like, I, I got a, an iPhone, like it takes good pictures and right. And there's so much to it that you don't necessarily realize that it's pretty cool. I like it a lot. Yep. So. And like I said, a lot of, the, I mean, people call me crazy for doing it. I mean, yeah, I don't post as many pictures as I'd like to because it takes forever, but most night at Granite, I'm probably between 1200 and 1400 pictures between both cameras. That's crazy. And it's more or less, like I said, it's, it's the same thing when it comes back to the whole wedding thing is when I'm shooting in high continuous, especially victory lane pictures, I'll take 20 to 30 pictures. Yeah, and that's what takes just, so long. It's just one click though, right? So yeah, you, you hold down the autofocus, but yeah, when you click it down, it keeps continuously taking pictures yeah. until you let go. But the reason I do that is because I, and I've, I've seen it in the past, especially with my crop sensor camera, you'll get like three or four pictures that are blurry. And then all of a sudden you get two pictures that are good. So that's why, I'm always continuously shooting sure. because it'll autofocus back to it. So, you know, you have a good picture of, yeah, you you'll take 10, but you get two that are good kind of thing. You're right. Yep. Yeah. yeah yep. Perfect. So, okay. So we'll move on. Cause I think I could talk to you for a long time about, about photography in, in right. action sports photography, just suffice it to say that you're all the names, you, Nick, Crystal, uh, you know, all of them that, that yep. JC, I mean, JC, like hard to, hard to talk photography and not talk about JC, uh, right. like your contribution to our sport is, is very appreciated. Uh, I think sometimes photographers feel unappreciated, uh, and yep. sometimes you probably are unappreciated when people are stealing pictures and not giving credit and that sort of stuff from you. But Man, it's I. I for one absolutely look forward to to you guys and girls posting your stuff and and finding that that you know the, the picture you thought was going to be a throwaway at the time that you took it, and all of a sudden, you know, the sun is in the perfect spot, you know, shining through the window net or something. And it's just all of a sudden this explosion of color and all this stuff on the. I, I love those pictures, man. It's really really appreciated. So yeah. Yeah. No, so, and like I said, I, I'm actually really appreciated, like I said, especially out on the track for you to announce our name. I mean, it's it's great to hear and let people know who's out there because there's plenty of times that we're walking through the pits or standing back when we could shoot by the exit. They're like, hey, how do we get pictures of certain racers and stuff? So like I said, with you saying it, it gets our name out there. And that way they know where to look on Facebook or on websites, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Perfect. Well, I, 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 it's not necessarily, a uh, and on purpose to, to, to sell pictures for you. You deserve credit just like everyone else deserves credit. And that's right. why, you know, you and Nick, especially I, I try to make sure that people know like 
that's that's Jordan, that's Nick. And so yep. it's a uh, little bit of Abbott and Costello is, is really what it is. Nick. And- right, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. uh very cool. So we move on. We we do this thing on the show called the YourMTH.com Rapid Fire Questions. Five questions that may or may not have to do with racing. Yours almost have nothing to do with racing at all. Uh, and we it's all sponsored by YourMTH. So Minnesota Trek headquarters right right there in your town is their is their main that's the mothership of of MTH. But now I think I think they're literally opening their sixth location as we yeah. right now down in, in Forest Lake. So um they're they're just a juggernaut in the used car world. And I, I've said on here before, if you need a toter home, a motor home, a suburban or a Buick lacrosse, they've got you covered. All of it. Yep. And so uh give them a shot at earning your business, your mth.com. First question is does Jordan Selner sing in the shower? When no one's around, yes. You, you <laughs> always got to. You always got to. Especially if it's a good song. Like I said, there's plenty of times where I'll throw my phone on Spotify. Yeah. You got to click through a couple of songs until you find a good one that you're going to sing to. You yeah. got to. I love it. That's perfect. Most people would, would lie about that question, not Jordan Selden. Nope. Like, oh, yeah, we felt her out. Are, nope. you, are you good? Uh, in the shower, in the everybody's location, good. But the, yeah, with a not karaoke night. as long as you can bring a a fake shower and close the door and right acoustics yeah uh how about does jordan have a nickname uh just selner a lot it's selner a lot of people call me selner by my last name yeah yeah that's a lot of people like a hockey last name where they just put it eat like selny or selly or no so back well uh, way back in high school, when I played hockey, it was sell nerds. So with the Z nerds. at the end, yeah, sell nerds. That's like that's it. what nickname was. Yeah, like I said, it's same thing. Hockey nickname with a with a Z at the end. Yeah, you put a Z or a Y on the end of whatever your name is, and that's your nickname. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's like I said, all through my sophomore year. I mean, pretty much all through high school. That's what it was when I was playing hockey. Sellers. Nice. Yep. Uh, who? Now, like you, I was thinking in the dirt track world when I wrote this question down, but yep. who, who is most appreciative of your pictures? Is oh. there someone that goes out of their way to say thank you or you get a message on Facebook or, or wherever that like, man, hey, Jordan, I really appreciate you being at the track and taking the pictures. You're killing it. Is there anybody that does that? Probably the most. I mean, you, you get you get a number every once in a while that like, for like parents that want pictures of their kids first time in a hornet or something like that. Yeah. But Dennis and Laura, Zach, they've, I mean, when Dennis got his new wrap on and I sent them pictures for their hero, hero cards, they loved it. Yeah. There, which is that wrap is, is uh, people. So I know someone that spun out in front of Dennis and yep. was driving backwards down the track like, oh my God, there's Dennis. Like, I got to get out of his way. Like, right. that's that's the power of a really cool rap is people will avoid touching you. Uh, yep. Now, Dennis is like, he'll sell, like you can put a donut on the driver's side door, but it costs you 500 bucks, you know, yeah. to the Hope Kids. And so it's, um, man, I, I, I suspect that those doors, I think they're auctioning both sides of the car off. 
Okay. When after that race is over, and yeah. I, they're gonna go for a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Well, I even saw with Jordan's whole thing that everyone that was donating money signed the two on there. Yeah, which is really cool to see. That is cool. Like, that, like and that's like I said, that more. <laughs> it was funny because that first race out of Granite, Laura more or less messaged me before the race and said, "Make sure to get a lot of pictures of Dennis's car before he wrecks it." So. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would be a Laura thing to say for sure. So, oh, exactly. Yeah. Uh, question number four of the RMTH.com rapid fire questions is, do you remember your dreams? You go to, go to sleepy bed at night. When you wake up in the morning, do you remember what you dreamed about? Uh, every once in a great while, you'll remember a little bit of it, but whenever it's something that was important, then you forget about it. That's me too. Like 90% yeah. of the time, well, more than 98% of the time, I remember nothing. Um, right. And then when I do remember it, it tends to be like the traumatic dreams, like not oh, yeah. good yeah. dreams that you remember kind of thing. And so, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I, and I've done this where you, you wake up and you're pissed like like something happened yeah. in your dream and you're super mad in my case it's my wife like we're not talking and she's like why yeah. yeah i'm mad at you kind of like it's one of those like how could you be mad we've been up for 14 seconds kind of thing right yeah and so well the worst is i think probably well this was a couple months ago but me and the wife were sleeping and i had a dream about spiders and i jumped out of bed and told her there's a spider in the bed and she freaked out and she's like where's it at and I'm like, I think it was a dream. I might have dreamed and, uh, that. <laughs> oh yeah, she she was not happy about that one. That's for sure. I bet you not. That's it's huge. We should be able to find yeah. it. A huge spider. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's right. I remember how big it was in my dream, but I can't find it right now. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. Yeah. Um, number five, and this is a this is a super fun one. Is what is the weirdest fact that you know? If you're a, 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 like, I'm a weird fact, like I know, like completely useless information comes in yep. for announcing, but what is there, is there something like just weird that, you know, the weirdest fact, oh God, I can't even think of anything off the top of my head. That would be the weirdest. Something to do oh. with beer, you get beer, you beer trivia guy. Well, a lot of people don't realize that there's. 116.9 gallons in a keg which comes out to be i think what close there is not yeah 116 gallons sorry 16.9 sorry you said i'm like what that's like a yeah like a gasoline barrel yeah no, like i said that's what i was thinking because the we've got six barrels quarter barrels and half barrels and like i said how it comes it's 16.9 gallons which comes out to be, I believe it's close to like 30 or 40 cases of beer in a keg. In a keg. Yep. That that makes sense, I suppose. Huh. Yeah. How, how many can't, like, like every now and then, uh, like you see it at Costco or someplace like that where they, where they sell like a pallet of beer, like in one yep. case. What, how many cans is that? 24. 20. So there's 24 cans in a case, but yep. when they come in on pallets, there's, if they're like 24 packs, there's 98 to a pallet. 98, 24 packs on a pallet. Yep. yep. That's a lot of beer. And about if, well, if you go to Costco though, Costco is, they're 30 packs. Okay. And I believe that's, I think there's 63 cases 
on a pallet at Costco. Still a lot of beer. Oh yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Okay. Well, Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say that's the end of the RMTH.com, but you have more to add to it. Well, it's just crazy to me that, like you said, Costco has 30 packs. And like I said, that's your best bang for your buck to me. Probably. If you're Probably. buying, like I said, they, they, especially if you're drinking Bush Light. <laughs> but we don't drink Bush Light. Um, <laughs> although you're the Budweiser guy. So, yeah, Bush Light. <laughs> um so that is the end of the yourmth.com rapid fire questions. Thank you to them for being on board with us. The last segment here, Jordan, is the ECS pay it forward question. East Central Sports, uh, come on board. We're doing this uh, pit bike giveaway. If you haven't yet, please get on the football board. Uh, we we want to get that thing filled up and, and done so that we can give away this motorcycle sooner rather than later. So, um but it's a, it's a, my last guest gets to ask you a question. Then you get to ask my next guest a question. And so my last guest was mod four driver, Connor Hass. Do you know Connor? I like don't believe I do. More of an Ogilvy guy. Like he's, he's kind of a yeah. once a, uh, once a great while over at our track, but mostly Sundays don't work for him. And so he's, he's kind of a Saturday night only guy, mostly. Um, and my, my biggest thing is a lot of, I mean, shooting, like I said, more granite and then Ogilvy. Uh, if it's the car, I know who it is. If it's a person in front of me, I don't know who you are. You don't, yeah. That's, so that's Connor is, thing. is the number, it's all black, number 15. And I want to say it's a blue 15 and it's an all black mod four. You would recognize it probably. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. I, I could look yeah. back in the picture and I'll probably have a picture. Oh, there he is. So. Yeah. Uh, and so. His question for you is, what has been your closest call? Speaking of the safety thing, has there been like where you're taking picture over here and all of a sudden car goes by out of the corner of your eye, a foot away from you kind of thing? Has there been one of those? So probably my closest call, we'll go both, drifting and dirt track. Drifting, I've been standing behind the K-Rail when the car more or less came up in 50-50, the K-Rail while I'm oh, standing geez. underneath. And I had a duck underneath it where it didn't come across, thank God. But like I said, I more or less saw the car come above me. But then there's also been out at Granite. I mean, there's been a couple of times where I've been standing next to the barriers where the light pole are and mm -hmm. someone will spin around, but like I'll be right on the outside, but there's a close enough gap that I'll run in between. Yeah. But that that's probably been the closest. I don't want to get me closer. No, for sure not. There's, you see those, uh, in fact, your, your cohort, Nick, had one where like someone must have been taking pictures of him taking so, yeah pictures. that yeah yeah that was carter a strike yes he was taking a video or a picture of him and yeah like i said nick like was running out of the way as the car is spinning around right in front of him but but nick held in there like he was still oh, taking yeah. pictures and then yeah. all of a sudden like oh i better go kind of thing it was like i don't know, either slow reaction time or just balls like the size of grapefruit or something i don't know right. like it's one or the other but um but that's our thing too is we we also want to get those action shots yes, yeah. of something someone crash like i said as bad as it sounds someone crashing into each other or spinning out or hitting something we want to try to get those action shots until we feel like we're in danger then we right. stop right yeah no that's the it's like i said those are all like all of the the still for i like video obviously too but 
But yep. still photography, there's something in it that is just, I love like a crisp, beautiful, well choreographed or like just the super lucky, you know, like the Jonathan Davenport one. That's, that's a, that's a lucky shot to get that, yeah. and all that flex in it kind of a thing. It's just cool as hell. Or the ones where, you know, the, the driver's driving and you're, you've zoomed in into the cockpit kind of thing. And you can see their eyes looking over this way, kind of a thing or whatever. Yeah, Those are fun too. So um well if you okay. if you go on my facebook page back in the time capsule probably this was probably five years ago we were up at nationals up at brainerd one weekend for just the day on friday and i've got a couple pictures of the same thing that tire wrinkle yeah from the top fuel cars and like i said that's that's another one of those just to see a still shot of that yeah it's really so cool. kind of like you said the same thing yeah yeah yep Okay, so my next guest is a guy by the name of Josh Berg. Um, if you know him, I would be stunned. So Josh is uh, a pure stock. It it was brought to my attention that I've had Hornets and Mod 4s and Streeters and Modifieds yep. and Super Stocks and photographers and promoters and flagmen and mechanics. Never had a pure stock driver on the show. And so I said... I am going to go to the Mecca of pure stock racing, Bemidji, Minnesota, and I'm going to grab the points leader of the track. And we're going to talk about the upcoming uh, AFCO MPH Invitational, which is going to happen up in Bemidji. So what would your question be for pure stock points leader in Bemidji, Josh Berg? Probably what's your most memorable race that you've had in your lifetime? Okay. Lifetime. Memorable race. Perfect. We'll get that on for him, man. So awesome. Jordan, I, uh, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're busy, although today you, you golfed all day long. And so I don't know how busy yep. you are, but, uh, <laughs> it's a, that's a write-off though, because it's part of the beer business. I'm sure. Right, exactly. If you drink your own product, then it is. Then it's a, then it's a plus. Right exactly. Right, exactly. So, I appreciate you taking some time and and being on the sh uh, the after the checker show, and and uh, I look forward to seeing you almost every single Sunday throughout the summer, and then and look forward to seeing you again in the spring over the winter time. Yes, exactly. Awesome. Awesome. That's, we'll see uh, you Sunday, Kyle. Sounds great, man. Jordan Selner on after the checkers, everybody. Thank you. <laughs>